Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. Today is Thanksgiving and I know we got pumpkins and pilgrims and all the squashes and all the rest of it going on. And I, I want to talk to you about the giving of thanks, not necessarily connected to this day, although I am, I am thankful that the nation takes a day uh, to be thankful. I would be more thankful if the nation would actually take the day to recognize God and to recognize that we ought to be thankful to God and for his provision and protection and, and deliverance and all the things that, um, you know, has made this nation a great nation. And understanding, church, listen, understanding that the forefathers, the forefathers of this country uh, were deeply committed people to God, the kingdom, and, and even they inscribed on the cement that they can never, you know, uh, Trudeau and all his little buddies can never take off that, that engraving right on Parliament Hill that says from sea, you know, he shall have dominion from sea to sea. That is right on our, our parliamentary uh, uh, house there. And we are thankful that, that God says that Canada belongs to him. Amen. Canada belongs to the Lord. And so whether our government officials will do it or not, we're going to stand up and we're going to thank God and say, Lord, we, we recognize, we recognize what you have done. And, and for many of you that have come to this country, um, I know that so many times there are so many things and we can complain about it. Obviously, it's not a perfect place, but you're here for a reason. You're here for a reason and we ought to be thankful. We ought to be thankful uh, for not only for the place that we came from, but certainly for the opportunity that God has given us in this place. And so this morning, I want to talk to you really about the giving of thanks the giving of thanks and how it is a theme that runs through the entire Bible. As we were worshiping, I remember being in Trinidad and I, and I said to Candace, I said, Candace, you know, when, when we were in Trinidad, the pastor I was with, you know, he would say to me something like this. He would say, hey, we're going to go to a Thanksgiving. I would say, oh, okay, it's probably people watching me from Trinidad right now. And, and I said, okay, well, what, what, what does that mean? We're going to we're going to, well, he goes, you know, it's, it's a dinner. He said, but it's a Thanksgiving dinner. And I said, oh yeah, yeah. You know, you know, we have that in October. I said, you know, they're going to serve like turkey or, or, you know, we're going to have turkey with pepper sauce, right? Like, cause that's what, cause come on now. Uh, listen, I, I travel with people that they've got, they got pepper sauce in their purse. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've been with those people. Hey, you know, some people carry drugs. My people carry pepper sauce. And so, and so uh, he said, no, 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 no. He said, it's not like that. Here's, here's what it is. He goes, it's going to be a family. And they're very thankful to God for what the Lord has done. And so they invite family and friends to come to this dinner. And then uh, nor they'll, you know, they'll invite the pastor. And he says, you know, I want you to say a few words at this Thanksgiving. And you can give a gospel message. And, and really, people get invited to eat. But in reality, they're saying, hey, we want you to come because we're giving thanks to God. And, and, then, and then there's a gospel message. And people get touched. And people get saved. And this happens all over the nation on a, not once a, on a continual basis. And I thought, what a phenomenal idea, not only to give thanks to God, but what a phenomenal idea to invite people to hear the gospel message. I mean, listen, when you say there's going to be food, people show up. That's right. 
But they say to them, listen, there's got to be food and, and we have reason to give thanks unto God. Does anybody have reason to give thanks unto God today? I mean, I mean, you got one reason. The truth is we have multiple reasons. And if, if we're honest, if we're really honest with ourselves and we look at our lives, you, you would even have to say that God was good to us even before we got saved. Huh? When you look back, you say, God, you were working in my life. You, you protected me there. You blessed me there. You, you watched out for me there. You, you didn't even have to. I, I wasn't even in the kingdom. I wasn't even living for you at that time. But, but even when I was evil, you were good. Somebody ought to give God praise for that. <laughs> even when I was evil, you were good. <laughs> As Patricia and Pastor Moses and others were speaking, I, I thought about a story that I heard. We're going to get to the word about a man that he was frustrated with the cross that he had to bear. How many know that Jesus said that daily we should take up our cross and we should walk with that cross, whatever that may be to you. But the man was frustrated. And so one day the, the Lord, you know, brought him uh, into a vision, into a room. And he said, I understand you're frustrated. He said, yeah, this cross this cross you've given me, Lord, is so, so heavy. It's so hard. It's so big. I, I can't bear it. And so the Lord said, all right, you know, I'll make you a deal. Uh, we're going we're gonna to exchange your cross today. And I'm going to bring you into a room. And so he, he came into a room, and the room was full of all the crosses that people were, were carrying. And so the man put down his cross, and he thought, awesome. I'm going to go get me the smallest cross I'm going to find in this room. And, and as he began to, to look, the crosses were, some were massive, some were so high, he couldn't even see the top of them. Some were, were just so broken and ragged. And, and others that he looked at and thought, that's way too heavy, that's way too big. I, I couldn't carry that, I couldn't possibly do this. And he walked around the room, walked around the room, and finally, finally he found one that was just his size that he thought, yes, this one, this one here, Lord, this is the cross I want. I can, I can bear this. I can do this. I can, I can handle this. The Lord said, you sure? You sure that's the cross you want? He said, I, yeah. He goes, I want you to think about it. Is this the cross you want? You sure? He goes, yep, yep, Lord. Look, I can pick it up. I can carry it. I'm good. I'm fine. He says, all okay, right. The Lord says, take that cross. He goes, oh, by the way, as they were leaving, the Lord said to him, I just want you to know that's the cross you came in with. How many understand that sometimes everybody else's cross seems smaller, but in reality, we ought to be thankful for the things that we carry because the Lord said he would not burden us with more than we could bear. That whatever the cross may be, that means that there is grace within your life. There is grace within your life to carry that cross. In other words, you are able. God will help you. God is with you. And then he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. My friends, we ought to have an attitude of gratitude today. Come on. Come on, somebody. So I began to look at this subject and I, I recognize how it runs throughout the entire Bible. It's interesting that when King David became king, he literally 
put people in place, priests and Levites, that really their job, in 1 Chronicles 16, 4, their job was to give thanks unto God continually so that the nation would hear. There it is in the centrality of, of all that they were doing. There were people that all they did was worship God, thank God, praise God, so that if the people didn't do it, there would always be, literally, people were on duty. It was their job description to give God praise 24-7. In the Old Testament, it's literally a commandment. There was actually a feast in the calendar where, where they would come, where they would come and give thanks unto God. You see, my friends, listen, it is one thing just to be thankful. We have a lot of people today that are thankful and for a lot of good reasons, but, but my friends, I don't just want to be thankful for the idea of, well, well, who am I thankful to and what am I, what, what, the cosmos, the, the great big bang theory, the great, no, no, no. My friends, listen, what I am thankful for is I know exactly who to give my thanks to. I know exactly who to direct my praise to. I, I know exactly who is responsible and who is the source of my life. But in the New Testament, it's not really a commandment, although every letter except for one, Paul, every letter except for one, the one to Galatians, every letter begins with thanks. I thank God. I, I thank God for you. And, and Paul begins every single communication with all the churches with a giving of thanks, but he never commands it. Do you know why? Because I really believe that God knowing that out of our relationship with him and our connection with him, we don't have to be commanded to be thankful. It just ought to come out right out of your pores. I'm telling you, every part of your life ought to just scream thanksgiving to God. Come on, somebody, give God praise. Everybody say, be thankful. be thankful. Have you ever noticed that it is human nature to murmur and complain? Huh? Do I have any whiners in the room? Oh, oh I see a hand. Somebody is truthful. Somebody is true. Come on. Come on. The, the truth is you come out of the womb whining, right? You're, you're like you're in a comfortable place, a warm place. They push you out. If you don't come out crying and screaming, you're cold, you're naked, and then some doctor slaps you to make you cry, right? From the moment you're born, we're actually trained to whine. We're trained to cry and, and moan about the, the things that we don't have and, and we don't like. And, and some of us, you know, nobody in this church, but, but some of us have a PhD in murmuring and complaining. Come on. I mean, some people, some people murmur and complain when there's nothing to complain about. When things are going well, and then they call other people to begin to help them complain. And, and pretty soon we have the club of the complainers. And you're like, oh, you have a bad, let me tell you about me. Let, let me tell you, anybody know those people? Let me tell you about my life. And, and before you've left the conversation, you're, you're depressed. Because you're like, oh my God, they're just so unthankful. Which says to me, my friends, those that have an attitude of gratitude, not, not only do they have a better demeanor, not only do they have better mental health, but my friends, literally, they can shift atmospheres. They, they can shift families. They can shift rooms and organizations simply because they are thankful. How many of you are thankful? Tomorrow you get a day off. Okay? Come on. Now I get to work today. But I'm thankful. I'm actually thankful 
for the house of God, for the ministry, for, for the call of the Lord. For me, it is not a burden. It is a, a thank, I'm thankful, I am privileged to, to stand before you and to preach from the, the greatest book ever written about the greatest, the, the greatest of all, uh, you know, the God of gods, if there are any other gods, the, the God of gods, it is a privilege and an honor. We're thankful. And I found this to be the secret sauce even in the life of Jesus. I want us to stand and turn in two places. Stand in two places. Because, you know, thanksgiving is something that we give to God. It is what the book of Hebrews says, the fruit of our lips. But it's also the action of our heart. When, when people are thankful, there is evidence. There is, there is action. I, I am sometimes, I'll be honest, I've... I've been in the food hub line and I, here again, I recognize human nature. But you imagine you're feeding people, literally, maybe for some people it's the only groceries they get on a weekly basis. You, you would think that those would be the most thankful people. Not the case. We can tell you stories of complaints and negativity and it's just human nature and of entitlement. But I tell you, people like that just never get ahead. But I want you to see something in the life of Jesus. Two places I want us to go, feeding of the multitude and, and at the Last Supper. In Matthew 14, 19, the Bible says this, and then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. Remember he was teaching for three days and the people were hungry and the disciples said, you know, send them away, Lord, send the people away. And he said, you feed them. And they said, we got, we got five, you know, five loaves and two fish. How, how's, we got thousands here, Lord. So he says, he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and watch this, looking up to heaven. Everybody say, looking up to heaven. Looking up to heaven. He says, looking up to heaven, he, he blessed it, he broke it, he, he gave thanks and he gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the multitude. Watch this, get the picture. Jesus takes the, the, the small pittance that was really taken from a little boy. He looks to heaven. He blesses the bread. He blesses the fish. And then all of a sudden, when he gives it to the disciples, the miracle of the multiplication happened not in the hands of Jesus. It happened in the hands of the disciples. But what initiated it? Looking unto heaven, Father, you're our source. I mean, this is Jesus. Looking unto heaven, saying, God, you're able to do this and giving thanks and blessing it. And, and my friends, listen, it's not just about saying, you know, grace over your meal, which by the way, we do that in our household, every meal. I don't care where it is. Listen, I don't care if I'm with heathen people. I don't care if I'm with the godless of the godless. I'm gonna say grace. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna bless your food too. Well, we don't believe in God. It doesn't matter to me. We're gonna bless this food, hallelujah. But you know what? No one's ever refused me to, you know, and they bow their head. They don't even know what to do. I'm like, just bow your head. I'll take care of all of it. Praise Jesus. And, and <laughs> just leave it to me. I'll take care of this part. And, and then in Matthew 26 and 27, he said he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you. 
My friends, look at the secret sauce of the kingdom of God. The culture is about the giving of thanks. That's really what I want to tell you today. That thanks is something that you give. It is, it is personal. It is expected. God expects you to be thankful. As a matter of fact, God expects you not to be a whiner. Turn to somebody and say, don't be a whiner. Come on, tell them like you mean it. Point right at them. Say, don't be a whiner. <laughs> Come on, turn to somebody else and say, you know he's talking to you. Tell him, tell him. <laughs> Father, we bless you today for your word. And we are thankful, God. We pray that in these next few moments as your word goes forth that Lord, you will receive our praise. You'll receive our thanks that we recognize that you have done great and awesome things. We humble our hearts before you in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Just high five a few people. Will you do that? Will you high five a few people around you? And Hallelujah. Couple of things that I want to say, and I'm not going to be long today because I know there's turkeys in the oven and and whatever else is happening today. But but here's what I want to say: If you want to get a hold of God's attention, the very best way to do it is to be thankful. But if you really want to irritate God, then the real way to do that is to murmur and complain because we we see that in the Old Testament with the children of Israel that He brought out of Egypt and all they did. All they did all the time. I mean, they, they drove, Mo, not our Moses, but, but they drove Moses really to the place and the brink where he couldn't make it into the promised land because he was so angry at the time that, that when the Lord said to him, speak to the rock, he struck the rock. But, but really, it was, it was out of frustration of people constantly complaining, constantly having issues that no matter what God did for them, it was never enough. Anybody know people like that? God got so upset one day, you know, God would give the manna, which by the way, the manna, whatever was in this manna, think about those of you that are health, health people, health nuts, you know, whatever was in this manna kept them absolutely sick, uh, absolutely uh, healthy and, and from becoming sick. They, they weren't overweight, they didn't have blood pressure, cholesterol, whatever, but, but you know, how many know that we can never appreciate the good things God does? And, and then one day they woke up and they said, you know what, we're tired of your cooking. We're sick and tired. We hate your cooking every day, this manna. We want, we want flesh. We want meat. God said, all right, you want meat. You don't like my cooking. I'll send you so much meat. The Bible said he sent birds and, and oh, they just saw the flesh. And the Bible says they ate and ate and ate and, until literally they began to vomit. And the, the Bible says they vomited with such force that it even came out of their nostrils. And, and I'm sorry for being so graphic. Anybody ever vomit like that? It's not a pleasant thing. God says, how do you like, uh, how do you like your own cooking? You know, even for, the, even for the simplest things of food and grace, you know, uh, Pastor Carol and I just celebrated 32 years of 32, 32 years of, uh, of marriage, and, and I have thanked her for every single meal, no joke, every single meal for 32 years, even if she's prepared it, left it in the freezer, I, I, I say thank you, I don't want to take it for granted for every single meal, even... 
The one time she made these meatballs. Remember those meatballs? Swedish meatballs. Swedish meatballs. With pine. That's what the issue was. Church, it was disgusting. It was. It was delicious. It was disgusting. I, I ate it, but it was disgusting. And I, at the end of the meal, I just, it was early in the marriage. You know, this was like, is it going to make it? Is the marriage going to make it after this? You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, <laughs> and I said, I said to her, honey, I said, I am thankful and I'm going to eat it. Don't make it again. You understand? So even in unthankful moments, you have opportunity to be thankful. But seriously, church, you know, the, this idea, this giving of thanks is really the culture of heaven. And we need to remind ourselves that we ought to be people that are continuously giving thanks. And three things I want to bring out today. First of all, giving of thanks ought to be a daily routine. It ought to be part of your daily routine, which means it ought to be part of your, let me use a little Latin here, uh, your, your modus operandi. In other words, it ought to be a way of life for you. That from the moment you wake up and the moment your feet hit that, hit that floor, you know, your first words ought to be, thank God, not, oh my God, it's Monday. Thanks. Hmm? Thanks. Or, oh, the baby's crying, I, I got to get up and the baby's keeping me. No, 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 but, but thank God that you were able to have children. There are so many that cannot. You see, there's a, a different perspective that Thanksgiving gives us that rather than looking at the negativity of what is going on, we look for the good things and we look for the hand of God. And so on a daily basis, we ought to be practicing to be thankful. Literally, you know, we used to sing a song, count your blessings, name them one by one. I, you know, it's not just, oh, you know, thank God. No, no, no. Be specific with your Thanksgiving. Be specific with what you are giving thanks for. And I guarantee you, your world will shift. Your, your atmosphere will shift. Your family will shift. Your, listen, your, even your food will multiply. You will, you will be blessed. You will be prospered. Why? Because God responds to thankful people. I'm going to say that again. God responds to thankful people. And I noticed something in the Psalms. There are seven psalms that begin with the giving of thanks. It's almost like the Lord is saying every day, every day, I, I dare you, I dare you to try this every day. Instead of beginning with the whining and the murmuring and the complaining and, and everything else, begin by thanking God. Number one, that you woke up. How many are thankful you woke up today? Huh? Some people woke up dead today. They woke up somewhere, either in the presence of God or somewhere really, really hot. People wake up dead. But even for the believer, even, even death is, is nothing big because Paul said, oh, they're just sleeping, they're just sleeping. But in reality, they're in the presence of God until God gives them a brand new body. But seven Psalms, uh, uh, Psalm 75, one says, we give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your wondrous works. Declare that your name is near. Psalm 92, one, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. And, and church, can I just help you? How many know that you are able able to sing even when the worship team isn't here huh you say well pastor I can't sing who cares 
Who cares? Making melody in your heart, singing the song of the Lord. Just, just sing unto God. Sing praises. Write psalms. Talk about the goodness of God. Psalm 105.1, oh, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name and make known his deeds among the peoples. And then Psalm 1, Psalm 1, Psalm 1, and Psalm 136.1 all start like this. Oh! Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and for his mercy that endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for the Lord is good. Church, the Lord is good to you. He's good to me. He's been good to us. Somebody ought to give him praise right now. That God is good. He's a good God. Tell somebody, turn to somebody and say, he's a good God. Come on, when people gave up on you, he's a good God. When people forgot you, he's a good God. When, when you thought you wouldn't make it to tomorrow, he's a good God. When, when you thought you would die, he's a good God. When, when you couldn't pay your bills, God came through and he said, he said, I'm a good God. And when people rejected you, huh? And when you needed a second chance, and when you fell flat on your face, and when people broke your heart, he says, I'm a good God. I'm a good God and I'm, I'm good to you. I found 105 times, 105 words. Can you imagine? 105 variations of the word thanks in the Bible. 75 times it's translated as thanks. 25 times thank, three times thankful, one time thankfulness, and one time grateful. So number one, we ought to be thankful on a daily basis. It ought to be the culture that is really running in our lives and in our family. And can I, can, listen, you know what? I want some of you to begin to be the, the thankful police. What do I mean by that? Anybody know some people that they're just constant complainers? Do we know a few people like that? And then we can only take so much and we go, hey, do you have anything to be thankful about? You know, and then they say to us, well, don't you know who I am? Yeah, I know who you are. That's why you ought to be thankful. You, you need to come and be the thankful police and, and stop some of those negative people right in their track and say, hey, hey, you're not going to back up that dump truck here. This is a thankful zone. And if you're going to be in this zone, you're going to be thankful. Come on, somebody. Well, pastor, you know, you don't understand. You know, your, your life is better than mine. You don't understand because today they're going to give me gravy from a can. Be thankful. They're going to put cranberry on my, on, my, on my potatoes. Well, be thankful. Come on, people. I, I'm not a particularly turkey fan. And so my, you know, Pastor Carol makes me lamb. And I, but I am, I am thankful. Even yesterday, even yesterday, I had a little bit, a little bit of the potatoes because I'm thankful. I'm thankful my sister made them. They're really good. I told her I needed a little bit more sauce, but other, a little more salt. But other than that, I was thankful. So see, you can tell people things as long as you're like, hey, listen, but I'm thankful. Number two. <laughs> Number two, there's a big one, give thanks despite circumstances. First uh, Thessalonians 5 and 16, it says, rejoice always. We, you know, we could preach right there, Pastor Moses. You know how hard that is to rejoice always? To rejoice always? It's hard, isn't it, Pastor Moses? Like, Pastor Moses came in today, and I'm like, you're not rejoicing today, bro. What's the matter? You didn't sleep well. You didn't get coffee. Everybody, come on, stretch your hand to Pastor Moses and, and just, come on. Huh? 
Because why? You say, well, why? Listen, when he's not right, I'm mirror. What happened at home? Tell me. Tell, mama, his mom's right. What happened, mama? Tell me what happened. Is something, give him the shots. No, okay. Let's. How many are thankful for Pastor Moses? Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. People say to me, what's the will of God? Give thanks. Pastor, what direction should I take? Give thanks. Pastor, what should I do? Give thanks. Why? It's the will of God. God wants you to do this. God desires for you to do this. That it's not about, well, when things go well for me and whenever I get a blessing and, and, and God hears my prayers, then I'm going to give thanks. No, no, my friends, why don't you thank God in advance? Why don't you thank God for what you're believing for? Why don't you thank God for what's coming? Why don't you thank God for the things that you're trusting God for? Thank him in, ad in advance without even seeing it. That's right. But you see, like the children of Israel... All they could do was murmur, looking at circumstances, situations, and they irritated God. In Ephesians 5 and 19, it says this, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That sounds different than gossip and, bite by, and backbiting and, and murmuring and criticizing. He says, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. There it is, giving thanks always for all things to God. We give thanks to God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it makes me, it makes me think this. If I am to do everything in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I am to speak to people and communicate with people, if I'm going to communicate things that I have to do in the name of Jesus, maybe some of the things I communicate, I wouldn't be communicating. Come on, somebody. Maybe the giving of thanks even puts a watchman at our lips and at our tongue and actually even control some of the things that, that come out of our mouth because we, we recognize that despite circumstances and situations, we have the ability to look for the good things that God has done. You know, maybe, maybe you know, I remember being in a car accident. I wasn't particularly happy that I was in a car accident, but, but you know, soon I began to say to the Lord, hey, I'm alive. And I'm walking away from this and all my, all my body parts are, are here in one place and, 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 and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm good. I might even be a little bit sore, but, but God, I could have been killed. Something could have uh, really tragically happened. Or my friends, listen, you know, for all you're complaining maybe about your home, your goods, you don't have enough. Listen, you could be in Florida and, and have everything you own wiped away and, and gone out into the ocean. Perspective. Perspective. This is what Pastor Moses was saying that, you know, thanksgiving and the giving of thanks gives us a different lens where, where suddenly we could say, you know what, it might be bad, but I'm telling you it's not as bad as it could be. God is even working in the bad times, but watch this. It drives the devil crazy when you are thankful in negative circumstances. Isn't that Mrs. Job? Mrs. Job said to Job, well, why don't you just curse God and die? What did he say? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, shall we receive only good from the hand of the Lord and not evil? In other words, my friends, how do we, how do we turn those negative situations around? We, we turn them into praise. We turn them into thanksgiving. And despite it all, we say, God, you're still good. Nothing will change your nature. Nothing will change your goodness. Nothing changes your character, right, Pastor Moses? Because God does not change. He's always good. Somebody ought to give him praise for that. I'm almost done. As a matter of fact, Corey, Corey, if you're here, Corey, I'm thankful for Corey even when he's not here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Number three, I want you to see that, that in every detail of our lives, in every substance, so I, I give thanks daily. Are you starting to get the theme? I give, give God thanks daily. I give God Thank you for the new generation that saves our lives. Come, Elroy, come, my brother. We, we thank God despite circumstances. And then watch this, what he says to the, uh, to the Colossians in, in, in chapter 3 and 17. He says, and whatever you do, in word, in other words, in speech, or deed, which is actions, he says, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now watch this, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The entire summation of your life, everything you say, everywhere you go, whatever it is you're involved with, he said you're to do it with thanksgiving to the Father through Jesus. My friends, what I love about Paul was not only was Paul thankful to God for blessings, provision. But then Paul would say things like this. I thank my God for you, he said to Timothy. When was the last time you thanked God for the people in your life? You know, I, I have people around me. Honestly, they do a lot for me. And I never want to be one of those pastors and leaders that, that takes things for granted. Whether people bring me a coffee, a cup of water, no matter, no matter what they do, I, I want to I thank people all the time. I want to recognize because I never want a spirit of entitlement to get into my heart. Because you know, as a pastor, here's the truth. People are good to me. People are kind to me. People bless me. And, and, and they recognize, you know, it's a kingdom principle. But I, I never want to have an attitude because I've watched other people that, and some days they get this attitude where they receive things and, and then they get entitled. They, Pastor Moses, you know, as a young pastor, I want you to learn this. You know, sometimes they'll snub the gift. I had a widow going on to be with the Lord now. At every Thanksgiving, she would go to Costco. Usually she wouldn't even have the money. I don't know what they cost, 20 bucks. I don't know what they cost, Reggie. Something like that, you know? She, you know, at Costco, they just jumbo-size everything, you know? It, this pie, it's, Sister Maria, some of you know her, you know, this thing was massive from Costco. I couldn't put it in my, I couldn't put it in the fridge in the office. I mean, it was just, it's gigantic. And I would say, Sister Maria, really, you know, you know, oh, no, no, Pastor, you, you must receive. And I would receive it, and I, most of it I have to freeze or get, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming they still, anybody know what I'm talking about? Eh? And I got to be careful what I say, because remember that Sunday, that Sunday that I talked about pasta, everybody went home and like cooked pasta, right? <laughs> Sabina sending me like lobster pasta and you know, no, no, I'm going to come up, 
Some of you went home. I, by the way, apparently I didn't give Emily a shout out. And so that Sunday, bless her heart. She goes, take me to the supermarket. We went to Fortino. She got all the ingredients and, and she made me pasta. So your pastor was good. If I, come on, somebody. Am I getting pasta today? Yes. Thank God. Yeah, all right. <laughs> So I want to make sure I want to get it publicly. I want to get it public. But, 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 but how many know that sometimes you can, you can become entitled. You can become unthankful. Just last Sunday, 10.30 at night, I, I pick up a text. Pastor, there's something at your front door. And I go, something at the front door. I run out there and almost like an Amazon delivery. Beautiful bag and card and, and, and this gift. Something that, that I was actually looking for to, to purchase. I wanted to purchase it. And they said, we just want to bless you. I was, I just so humbled. I was honestly, I was speechless. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say that, that, that they knew that I wanted this thing. And they said, hey, we're going to take care of it for you. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bless you. But, but you know, you have an option. You have an option, church. Either, either when you're blessed, you can become humble. And then when you're humble, you see, you give thanks to God or you become entitled. And then if you become entitled, you just become more selfish. You have a choice in everything you do. Two things I want to say and we're going to close. Everybody say two things. Um, there was a man at Shoppers when I worked at Shoppers. His name was Arthur. And um, he was a top executive. He ran the media for the entire company. And I remember asking him a question. I love ask, asking successful people this question. I, I said, what's the secret to your success, Arthur? You're, as a matter of fact, 30,000, at that time, 30,000 employees is probably more now. I said, what's, what, what's the secret of your success? He said, he was a Jewish man. He said to me, Tony, let me tell you. He said, thankfulness is my secret. I said, what? He said, oh yeah. And this man, Pastor Mo, was connected to people, eh? He said, I have never allowed anyone to do anything for me where I have not thanked them, sent a card, expressed some appreciation. He said, um, he said, people remember you because you are thankful. They remember you. And then there was one day I was discouraged. You know, Carolyn was really sick at the time and he came into my office. He says, what's wrong with you? I said, you know, I said, I have, you know, newly married, young family. I said, my wife is sick. They don't know what's going on. We're taking her to doctors. I don't know. She can't work. She can't do anything. And he said to me, oh, he said, let me help you. I said, well, how are you going to help me, Arthur? He goes, he goes, let me tell you, bro. He goes, because of my thankfulness, he goes, I know the doctors that doctors go to. I said, really? He said, yeah, I'm going to connect you with the doctor of doctors. And it was through that. Uh, how many know God sent that man? God sent that man. And Um, he said that was his secret. I didn't say that. He said that. Last story. Last story and we're done. How important is thankfulness? You remember the day that 10 lepers came to Jesus and they cried out. And you need to understand, church, that if you were a leper in those days, you're an outcast. You can't function. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't get together with your family. You can't get married. You can't, you can't do anything. You just literally hang out with other lepers. And, and there's, a, there's an analogy to that. I'm sure Bo's, Pastor Bo's head is like spinning right now. But, but they cry out to him and Jesus sends his word and he heals them. And, 
and something interesting happens. Of the 10, of the 10, 90% don't return. 90% can't find time to come and say thank you. Thank you for what you did. We, we appreciate what you did. Not that you gave us a piece of bread. You literally changed our lives. You, you gave us our lives back. We were lepers, but now, now we can function in life. Can you imagine that 90%, which says to me the majority of people don't practice this. One man, one man comes back. Jesus said to thank God and to glorify God. And that man, that man was a Samaritan. Church, let me ask you, those of you watching online, are, are we going to allow people that are outside of the kingdom, outside of relationship with God, are, are, are we going to allow those people to be more thankful than the children of God? I say not today. So I want you to stand with me. Worship team. I want you to come up. We're going to sing Jaira because God is our provider and, and we are thankful for all that the Lord has done for us. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, he says here, let me, let me go to this camera here and they can clear the stuff. Alex, if you're ready, 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says this, but thanks be to God. Everybody say to God who gives us, come on up team, who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. My friends, everything you do for God is recorded. God has incredible records. What you do for God is, is all put in a storage place and God will bless you and reward you. But my friends, it begins with the giving of thanks.